riveting episode of the Rocks and Roots podcast. I am one of your hosts who is extremely pissed off at Verizon Wireless Tumbles and to the left of me driving along Route 81 and not really pissed at Verizon is... Cranky. I am a cis white male. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, apparently this is what we do now according to Microsoft employees. You, you know you need to also add some features about yourself. Oh, uh, brown hair, 185 skin. Is this like, am I applying for fucking, I'm married, I can't apply for Tinder. Or are my interviews... I didn't realize skin? you can apply for Tinder <laughs> last time I checked. <laughs> Maybe they reject you, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Microsoft at their, one of their conferences, everyone was introducing themselves with their skin color, their, their hair, p- their pronouns, an accessory. Yes. Hi, my name is Joseph. I am five foot ten, wear glasses, he him. Just too many words. Yes. Just say hi, I'm Joseph. I work for Microsoft. What up? It's a way to say words without actually communicating. It's very 1984. Anyway. They, they said it's for the benefit of their blind um, friends. friends. <laughs> Listeners. Viewers. Listeners. But um, I thought race didn't matter. So, holy crap. There was a car fire here recently. And there is a sign <laughs> for exit 5 that is completely burned up and destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, so if race doesn't matter, why do you need to describe your race to people who are visually impaired? Anyway, this is a hiking podcast, so we are, as promised, uh, we completed miles 931.9, which was the Hawksbill parking area in Shenandoah National Park, to mile 912.8, which was... South Bend or South... Yeah, something wreck area. Yes, picnic area. Uh, South South Bend's Indiana. Oh, we went really far then. (laughs) South River, South Fall. It's mile 912.8. There's a really awesome picnic area there. Yes. So 25 miles in total because we screwed up from the start, but it was... uh, Worth it. Yes, it was very much worth it as you screw up. Um, so, once we got out of the car, we conveniently started to take the Blue Blaze Trail, thinking that there was a bit of a Blue Blaze to get us onto the AT, but the Blue Blaze Trail just kept going, and going, and going, up and, and up, up, and up, and up, and eventually I said, where the fuck are we? It turns out that we took a wrong turn, and decided to take a detour up to the top of Hawksbill Mountain instead of going around the mountain like the AT did. Which, it was worth it because we have awesome pictures. Hawksbill is approximately 4,000 feet. It is the highest mountain. It is the highest point in Shenandoah National Park. Um, Well worth it. Really awesome views. Nothing compared to, like, the Whites or, I would say, even the Catskills, um, but still worth it. And now we can say we did the highest point in Shenandoah National Park. That's versus the highest driving point in Shenandoah, which is at a measly 3,600 feet at Skylands uh, parking area. I did not know that. That's awesome. Yes. 
got back on the AT, there is a little trail that you could tell no one really used in a while that takes you down back onto the AT. It's about three quarters of a mile long trail. Which, so if anyone is doing their through hike or a long section, um, I highly, re- we normally don't do this when we are section hiking the AT, but I highly recommend taking the blue blazed aversion to the top of Hawksville. There's a really cool little, uh, sh- it's not supposed to be used as an overnight shelter, but you could. If we had made that mistake Wednesday night when we had planned to hike, we would have used this um, picnic area as an overnight shelter. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was a very um, eventful slash uneventful trip. I mean, the the trail between Hawksville and I would say... Yeah, I, I, I even wouldn't think any portion of yesterday's trail really jumped out at me besides Hawksville. Uh, the cemetery, but we'll get there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, you're right. This is not a remarkable section of trail, but it is nice. It is quick. It is very nice. As we have found the Shenandoah to be, as just about everyone who has hiked there has found it to be. There is elevation. I mean, 4,000 feet nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it's not <clears throat> anything like, like I said, the whites, but it's, it's nothing, it's, it's not tiny. Um, but just the way that it is cut, we were talking a lot about Myron Avery and Benton Mackay again on this trip. And you could tell that Myron Avery really worked hard to cut this entire stretch to be Friendly, as accessible uh, to yeah, anybody as possible. As accessible to anyone as possible. You could do a 4,000-foot summit, and it is pleasant because of the switchbacks and the gradual grade. Like, he worked really hard to make this enjoyable, and we are still enjoying his efforts today. Mm-hmm. We did find, heading down that section, a really cool plant. Yes, we did. It's called the River, River Vine. River bank or river vine grape. grape. Um, and it is a grape. It normally grows out of uh, near river banks. So I don't know what the fuck it was doing here. But it does like cooler climates. And uh, we sampled. You actually had a really good strategy with that for sim Because we looked it up on Picture This. And it's a grape. Both it's not- of our Picture This apps did say it was the same thing. However seeing that it was a very smooth fruit usually the the smoother the fruit the more leery you get especially with wild plants Uh, so I put it in my mouth took a bite swished it around and then spit it out because I I just didn't want to take the chance that it may be poisonous and it wasn't I mean a little piece went down the gullet but it was all right but still like I think that's an so you can still taste if your app says it's it's good without taking too much of a risk. So mm-hmm. it tasted um, like a grape. Yeah, it tasted like a grape. It even had a little pit. It was awesome. So colors on this section, we have been very fortunate. We hit Vermont colors three weeks ago. Last week we hit New Jersey, Jersey colors, and now we hit um, the Shenandoah was prime colors. It was absolutely gorgeous. 
Uh, oaks were very yellow. Mm-hmm. A little bit of red, but the colors were fantastic. Follow. Some of you have already liked a lot of the pictures on Instagram. I'll be posting more. Uh, we have been fortunate to follow fall from north to south this year. That's right. Um, yeah, and it has been awesome. I think my only issue, and it wasn't even an issue so long as you keep walking, was the temperature. The temperature change is drastic between um, sea level, which is your Waynesboro, Front Royal, uh, Royal to um, your peaks and Skyline Drive in general. It was about a 25 degree difference. And oh boy, was it chilly yesterday morning. It was about 27 degrees yesterday morning. And once you get behind a mountain or rocks where the sun is not hitting you, ooh, it's nippy. Yeah, it did not, in the mountains, it did not get above 40 all day yesterday and this morning. We really noticed it this morning because it was 23 last night. We'll get to that. Um, It didn't get above 30 in the park this morning, but then when we stopped at Front Royal, it's almost 50 degrees and I'm walking around with a t-shirt and the difference is stark so be aware of that those mountains are cut really nice and it doesn't seem like you're at elevation but you are Uh, you know winters in virginia rival winters in the midwest they are brutally cold and for those who are not virginia natives or who don't visit virginia often you get snow up in the shenandoahs often and Um, If you take a look on YouTube, you'll find people trying to traverse the Shenandoahs in the dead of winter. And having a miserable time because they are not aware of this and unprepared. Because everyone thinks, oh, Virginia, it's a southern state. Uh, It is, but Barely. (laughs) And then up in the mountains. Um, We did find actually a couple things worthy of note along the stretch heading south. We did north to south this time. Normally we don't. Normally we're northbounders, but this time we did. We were southbounders. Uh, So we stopped for lunch. I'm not exactly sure where. We missed. We were planning on stopping at a wayside, but as Tumbles mentioned, cold, and I realized very quickly that our bodies were kind of fucking with us, because if you stop, stop is cold, and we got into a groove of walking and I realized that was just our body saying I don't want to stop because mm-hmm. if I stop it's going to be cold it's going to be cold and it was and we missed a wayside that we intended to stop at because we just got in a groove of walking and, and talking and looked at the map like oh we were going to stop back there uh, we drove by it this morning though, we so did. it counts <laughs> um, on our way to lunch we uh found, stumbled upon, right by the trail, a cemetery uh, in the park, which was very out of place. And no one ever mentions this. No, nobody mentions this. We love our Ivy Tat, we love our Liz Kidder, we love our Happy Happy on Trail, trail, but no, Dixie, no one has ever mentioned this cemetery, and it is right next to the fucking trail in the Shenandoah. So anyway, continue. Yes, yes. Uh, So we noticed that there are five or six families predominantly buried in the cemetery. And we've concluded that it's most likely the families that lived in the park prior to it becoming a park. 
And not only that, but surrounding the cemetery and most likely the homes around the cemetery were... Um, the apple orchard thing or... Oh, yes. So I saw this on a sign. <laughs> yes, thank you. That was not seamless. No, it was not. <laughs> you tried to make it seamless and I dropped the ball. Like, you don't see this, but I'm giving him, like, hand cues. Okay, now you fucking talk. <laughs> and I'm looking at the road, so I'm not seeing. <laughs> anyway, yes. So I was, I was reading some signs and the Park Service celebrates this, but I'm reading this slightly horrified. So these families had apple orchards. Um, in the park before it was a park. Which, as you mentioned, that's why this cemetery is predominant. Predominantly like the Meadows family, the Harpers family, there's there's a couple others. So what happened was, and I read this in my Myron Avery Benton Mackay book, the federal government came in and just snatched their land through eminent domain, gave them a lump sum that they weren't able to negotiate for. So you are literally shutting down farms that produce food in the middle of the Great Depression and just throwing a bit of change at these people and saying, goodbye, good luck. And the Park Service is like, oh, isn't this great history on this little sign? And if you read between the lines, you're like, um, that's kind of horrific. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 75 years later and it doesn't matter and we enjoy the park, but at, at the time, if you were one of those families, that that's pretty rough. Yeah. Even up until 2020, someone was actually buried in the cemetery. And I think perhaps what they, these families agreed with the park uh, with was to allow any descendants yeah. of these families to be allowed to be buried in the cemetery. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so. But you know what? When we were driving back past the the cemetery, the trail to the cemetery, I didn't see the um, fire road or the road to get to the cemetery. Because what you do is you pass the the cemetery, but there is also a a road there that you can yeah, take we didn't visit. See I didn't how see you get it. to that road? No. Interesting. Okay. So I mean, if you're curious about it. Um, We'll put the mileage number in the, in the notes. notes, but it's about three we quarters a, of a mile from yeah, the parking lot. We were about five miles in at that point, maybe six. Yeah, I'll check. Okay. Yeah. So it's somewhere around mile 924. Yeah. yeah, mile 924. It's an interesting bit of history that... No, we have not seen anyone mention in their Appalachian Trail videos, and we've watched a lot of them. Right. So, uh, moving south. About a half a mile beyond lunchtime, I, I, I was dealing with some internal issues of having to go to the bathroom, but really not wanting to because it was so fucking cold. And I had said prior to that, because I've been watching a lot of, again, I can't recommend the YouTube channel, Cold, Cold Cracker Bushcraft enough. Go check him out. He's awesome. We'll put that in the notes. So in preparation for this, because I knew we would be camping in the cold, I looked up his 
tips for cold weather sleeping and camping and one of the things that was mentioned was don't hold your piss he obviously says it much more eloquently I am saying don't hold your piss because if you (laughs) think about it your body is trying to maintain a constant 98.6 degrees and if you have a few ounces of wastewater in your bladder your body has to heat that too and it it makes you colder because you're taking you know warmth from other areas to heat useless wastewater and I was like stop piss you'll get warmer stop piss you'll get warmer I haven't found the right treat I don't want to stop it's gonna you be cold you know what it's true it's <laughs> fucking true though and women can only understand this yeah, okay. shit yes. when it's the, easier for me when the leaves fall <laughs> there's not as much coverage to you know for your bare ass okay in yes. the woods or you need to find a tree big enough to cover your bare ass and it was difficult because we did find a spot, but it was occupied. There were people coming up behind us. So I was like, oh, Looking just... like absolute fools trying to figure out where to go, and I'm holding it in. And I was like, just wait for them to pass, and then, you know... They I'll... were dawdling. Yes, and then they continued, to, and you just got pissed. Oh, and then the dog. <laughs> and then the dog. So Mio came mar- trun- trundling down the trail with their giant-ass dog. Which, if you have listened, you know I do not like dogs. I do not like dogs on trail. So this thing comes trundling down the trail. (laughs) What was it? (laughs) Like barking and jumping. And this stupid lady... He was on a leash, fortunately. Otherwise, the thing would have had a fucking trekking pole up. Anyway. Um, God. But yeah, he was pulling at the leash, like, heading towards it. She's like, are you afraid of dogs? I'm like, I'm not fond of them. Washington, I win. God damn it. We're playing the license plate game, and I was previously winning with Arkansas, which I mispronounced Arkansas. Arkansas in my excitement. The Clintons from Arkansas. Yes. uh, So, Tumbles just saw Washington. You are currently winning. Good job. I don't think it's any farther unless you find an Alaska or Hawaii plate. Could happen. We have a couple hours. <laughs> so, anyway, this is a very bipolar episode. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Um, so, yeah. So, she's pulling this dog back, and I'm, like, primed and ready to whack it with a fucking trekking pole. But, so not only keep your dog on a leash. She had half of it right. Also, train your dog if you're going to take it on trail. Yeah, it didn't look like a pleasant walk because the dog was pulling the owner. Yes. Um, they need Caesar from the Dog Whisperer. Yes. Wow. Um, I can see you more so putting the trekking pole up the owner's hoo-ha rather than the dog's because the owner's... Well, the the owner's not going to bite me. The dog is. Yeah, but after you get the dog, you know, calm the dog down. Yes. Yes, okay. Anyway, so after you relieved yourself, how did you feel? (laughs) Much warmer. Yeah. So, pro tip... Don't hold your piss in winter months in the woods because that is making you much colder. Much colder. And do the same when, right before you go to sleep. Try to get all the water out of your system prior to going to bed. Going and to bed. if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have to piss... Just you, do it. Just do it. You're not going to want to, but you will ultimately be warmer. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, kept heading south. And the elevation was really, really enjoyable. And I don't say that often. The, we were, well, we said this in the beginning of the episode, like, 
all of the elevation game is very gradual. It we didn't we weren't left huffing and puffing as we yep. usually do. Um, and then we started to descend after right after we pissed. That was the final ascent, and then we started going down. And the objective was Bear Fence Mountain Shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you climb a little bit because Bear Fence Mountain is there. We did not summit that one. The AT kind of skirts around it, and we skirted around it because we had already been to the highest point in the park. Um, gut hook, and uh, it, it will be gut hook forever. Hashtag gut hook for life. <laughs> they have changed. We don't know if they were parked, if they were bought out, or if what happened. Or rebranding, whatever. but they now call themselves Far Out, and it's the dumbest name ever. Um, mm-hmm. Gut hook was a weird name, but that was part of its charm. Maryland! We are now crossing into Maryland. If you look to your left, you can see our Missouri! Awesome. Tomac River. So, Gut Hook in the notes said that there was no Verizon cell service at the shelter, which I know you weren't thrilled with. Um, so, you had suggested there is a campground a mile further south. We should shoot for that and we might, you know, get service. It might be better. I was like, no, we're sticking to the plan. So we get to the shelter, and this is actually a good thing. We don't know if it was the park service. Or the trail club. Or the Potomac Mountain... Appalachian Trail Club. Yeah, the Potomac Appalachian Trail Club. uh, was, But whichever one of them was working on the shelter and replacing rotting boards and making it nice, and we thanked them profusely. They said that we could stay there. They would be done in about an hour working... But the water source at that shelter sucks. Yeah, and if you look at the notes on Gut Hook Far Out, you will see a lot of people writing, there's a trickle, uh, water source good, water source bad. It was a very unstable source. It's a pooling spring. Yeah. We could have made it work, but it would have been a pain in the ass. And in the morning, it probably would have froze over. Yes. So... No cell service. And I'm not usually that princessy, but this time I was. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, it ended up working out for the best anyway. So no cell service, sketchy water source, and even though they said we could stay there, we wouldn't have been able to start start gathering firewood because they were right by the fire. Like we're like, eh, consultation. Let's see what your campground is like. We can always come back here. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for the best because the campground uh we started lewis, ro- mountain. lewis, lewis mountain, mountain campground yes which was about a mile south of the shelter yes so you have options in this section for camping for camping yes um very good options because i'm sure that shelter in the summertime is lovely as long as you bring your own water so <clears throat> went to the office i had seen that they had cabins went to the office. Number one, that they were even open in November was a, it was a blessing because it was, you know, getting towards the end of the day. We had done 15 miles by that point. We were tired. We were hungry. And so we ended up, I ended up once again, the comments on gut hook are a lifesaver. You know, if you have gut hook, 
please consider writing in a comment. It'll take a minute of your time just to let people in the future know what this area is yep. like. Because it was from those comments that I found out that the store in the campground area was open until late November. That there was food inside. That there beer. is there there's beer. Uh, what else? That there are campgrounds. That it costs money to stay at the campground. Sixteen dollars for a campsite. Correct. And that I guess like the main thing, it was freaking open. Yes. So, I was like, if we can nab one of those cabins, that would be awesome. Yeah, they have cabins right next to the campsite. So, popped in, and um, I am naming the, the store clerk Blossom. Blossom. He looked very much like a post-millennial generation, very stereotypically post-millennial. So, Blossom <laughs> informed us that um, there was one cabin left. So we nabbed it. It is fucking expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, just be warned. $16 for a campsite. Um, many, many more dollars for a cabin. Which, and not as many dollars as if you go to the... Um, the Whites? Yeah, well, I forget what they're called. Tulling. Either the, ho the hotel or the Refugio yeah. in the White Mountains by a couple of hundred dollars. So yes. think about that. Um, so we roughly split it, and we got ourselves a cabin, which was awesome, two it was awesome. giant ass separate rooms, two giant ass beds, so that was really, really nice to sleep A bathroom night. with a shower. shower. Um, and, and... And towels. Yes, and towels. I'm not used to such... So we were... Such awesome. Full on glamping. Um, fire ring out front, which I immediately put to use, because our plan was to do cold-cooked steaks. Mm -hmm. So I had done this many, many moons ago, but if you take a very thick-cut steak, get a nice bed of coals going, throw it down about four minutes aside, you should be good. It is the greatest thing that you have ever tasted on trail. Yes. Our issue was, um, check out the videos, no issues getting the fire going, we did have a nice bed of coals. Our issue was our steaks were slightly frozen in the middle. And that's not because of the trail. It was because we kept them in the freezer for a few days. Yes. <laughs> so the original plan was for us to start walking Wednesday night. We had a false start. I should have put them in the refrigerator Wednesday night when we realized we weren't walking. I put them back in the freezer. So they were slightly frozen in the middle. Don't do that. Because no. otherwise this would have been perfect. As it was, it was very, very good. It just wasn't perfect. Um, so it took a lot longer than four minutes on each side. We had to keep checking it, which this is your cooking portion of the program. <laughs> you should not do with meat. You put meat on grill or on coals and you leave it there for the, pulling it off and putting it on and pulling is bad. Um, don't do it. Except we had to do that because it was fucking frozen in the middle. <clears throat> Ultimately, they were very they good. They were very good. Uh, yeah. Instant mashed potatoes. It was one of the best camp meals that I have had in a long, long ass time. Mm -hmm. So I can't recommend that enough. Give that a shot if you don't mind carrying around. My pack was really heavy this time. Um, if you don't mind carrying around fucking uh, meat with you all day worked out really well 
Yeah, and we were able to have a beer with our steak and potatoes and enjoy the... It got down. It was about 34 degrees when we were having dinner, but it was... Awesome. Nice, yeah, it was fire, so it didn't still matter. great. It was um, it was a busy. We were commenting how busy the park was, just in general, in in November, and uh, we were told, well, maybe it was because of the foliage, and they're probably right. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but every ca- every cabin was taken for the night. Um, about five guys. They must have been. They looked like hunters. I'm sorry to stereotype, but. Um, they were hiking along and man, they were glamping. They were glamping. They, glamping. they had two pickup trucks. They rolled in. They Tons pulled out a of, propane tank. Yeah, there was a couple of stoves coming out. I'm sure they had quite the feast. But for what we were able to cook up, it was damn good. Yeah, we full on glamping. Like fresh steaks, cabin. This is not how we normally do it, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. And it did get down to 23 last night. So the cabin was appreciated. We would have been fine. We, we would were, have been fine. Yeah. We were well equipped, but it was pure, let's be comfortable. Yes. So. Yeah. It was awesome and highly recommended. I mean, it costs like your normal Hilton hotel, let's just yeah. say. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Lewis Mountain. Lewis Camp. Mountain. And the thing is, on Gut Hook Far Out, it does not mention a store or the cabin. Or the, it does mention the store, and it says the store is geared more towards car campers. Car campers. Which is true. It doesn't mention the cabins at all. It does not mention the cabins. And the trail is right there. The trail entrance is not well marked on Gut Hook. Um, but the trail entrance, we scouted it out before we went to bed. It was literally a couple... It was 100 feet. Yeah, basically. from our cabin. It was great. Yeah. So... Hopped back on trail this morning, started in the dark. Um, again, a lovely section of trail. We found a, we're assuming it's a worker cabin for the Potomac Appalachian Club. Yeah. Um, because there's no public asset. It's a beautiful cabin. It looks like it was built in the 30s or 40s. Um, you're not supposed to camp there. It, it's obviously just for them. It's padlocked, but um, they have a really nice setup. And if we had known about this, that would have been also another option option for an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have an overhang, which has its own outdoor fireplace and table. And there were room for a couple of cots. I mean, cots up. We could have set up our mats and sleeping bags. Yeah, mats. Yeah. um, They had a bin filled with firewood. So we are not above. We have never had to do this in an emergency because we've never really had a trail emergency. Yes, but we are not above if we had had to using that space and maybe contacting them later and be like, "Here's a couple bucks." Right. Um, so, yeah, the trail this morning was amazing. We heard an owl that was taunting us because. <laughs> When we were walking and talking, we heard it. And then when we stopped to get it on film, he shut up. And then we would start walking and he would start making noise again. And (laughs) now you're just making fun of us. Um, Stopped at... There was one section of slight elevation this morning. But lots of switchbacks. Very nicely done stone steps. And no view at the top. As per standard on the A2. Yes. 
Uh, we were commenting the forest in the Shenandoah overall does not look very healthy. A lot of the trees are covered with lichen, which is not a good sign. Um, it, it looks very scraggly. There's a lot of intrusive it looks vines. very dead. Yeah. yeah, it just looks dead. And my theory, I don't know if I'm correct, but my theory is there probably has not been a forest fire in that park in like 50 years. And forest fires are good. They keep the forest healthy. That doesn't mean for you to go into the yes. forest and light it up, all right? They are very controlled forest fires. And if you have half a brain and watched the news for the past year and a half... Yes. That's the result of being an asshole. Yes. Um, and stopped at whatever picnic area that is, south something, mile 912. Stanimals Hostel. I can't recommend it enough. A bit pricey, I thought, for our shuttle. I would say. Our shuttle was 80 bucks from mile 912 to all the way back to mile 931 and then you have to leave a tip so we're even for the cabin um, okay I mean yeah they like you said they go by region waypoint. rather waypoint rather than mileage yes which is weird because we originally were gonna go to mile 916 and then you said no we can make it to mile 912 so I called them earlier in the week and I was like, I'd like to add four miles to our shuttle ride. And she's like, well, that's not going to change the price because we go by waypoint. Yeah, and also he, the the shuttle driver would have had to pass 912 anyway to get to 916. Yes. So, yes. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, makes sense. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they are the largest hostile shuttle service in the area. So even though it was pricey, you are most likely to get something from them seems like they cover the majority of the park they cover south of the park down to dalesville which is about 100 miles south yep and oh. even though it's pricey the alternative was us caravanning it down here and i was in no shape yesterday morning to do this five neither one of us were no. to do the five hour drive we ended up trading off one of us would sleep the other would drive and i would rather do that than risk you know, fall asleep at the wheel. So. Be, be aware, though, with Stanimals, shuttle, and hostel service that they do stop shuttling for the winter. Yes. Um, apparently, we caught them at the tail end of their season. So, if you want, I think they probably start up shuttling again either in March or April. So, just be aware. Yep. Um... That was really it. It was an extremely enjoyable 25 miles. Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's been since the summer since we were in the Shenandoah. And, you know, more me than you, I was burned out from the freaking AT man. <laughs> yes, I know. I have been trying to get this trip going for months. And it's been, no, let's do a half marathon. No, let's go into the Adirondacks again. And this is like, we are doing this. I want yes, to finish this yes, fucking yes. work. Um, but I'm, it was felt, it felt really good to be back though, so I, I think I'm over it. <laughs> okay, good because I, yeah. I want to finish this. I know, I know. And since we're getting so close to us completing 980 miles, yeah, me too. Uh, we said that when we hit 1,018 miles, we're gonna have like a freaking party, and all y'all are invited. <laughs> we won't tell you where it is, but you're invited. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so no, like major 
trail talk that we're willing to share. Yeah, no one fell. No major. No one fell. No major yeah, trail. most of our conversation was for us. Um, other than we did definitely notice uh, because we have been in Vermont and New Hampshire recently. We definitely notice, and thank you, thank you, thank you, Myron Avery, for making this section enjoyable and accessible. Yeah, we were actually talking about starting a petition for the Myron Avery uh, statue. Yes. <laughs> and ben- there, there is one um, that Dixie has promoted for Grandma Gatewood. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we'll actually, we'll yes. link that down there. Um, there's quite a lot of interest in the Grandma Gatewood. For those of you who don't, do not know Grandma Gatewood is she is a badass grandma was a badass grandma who did the Appalachian Trail twice if not three times as well as the full Oregon Trail in her 50s and 60s wearing Keds and a haversack yep um so yes but I was saying that's awesome I love that I love that Earl Schaefer gets credit but Myron Avery which is why we want to do the statue scouted the trail was the first person to walk all of it because he had to because he's mapping it he's doing the engineering for it he's scouting it and no one knows who he is except for super 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 trail nerds and if there is a trail named after Myron Avery and if you people um I'm getting harassed by the insurance quote people again huh yeah if you all know about uh any Myron Avery trail because there is a Benton Mackay Trail down in Georgia, South Carolina yep. area. Let us know, because I've never heard of one. I haven't either. Um, I th- think that's it. Just to recap for tips, um, cold-cooked meat in general is really, really awesome. It You have a little extra weight in your pack, but it is well worth it for fresh meat. Um, <laughs> and it is perfectly safe. I know you were a little bit like, there's going to be coals on it. You just yeah, brush them off. it wasn't bad at all. You just brush them off, it's fine. Um, don't hold your piss. Yeah. Uh, Riverbank grape. And I think that's it. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. When will we be back? We are going to do, which will be a very special episode, we Thanksgiving, we might do something in between local, maybe Catskills or something. Maybe we'll get another uh, guest on. Yes, there is. There's a couple people that I'm, I'm looking at. But Thanksgiving weekend, um, I don't know if it's going to be the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, we are going back down so that Tumbles can do the old Rag Mountain Trail. So that'll be interesting because I did a solo episode on it, so now you'll hear um, same trail, a slightly different perspective. Cool. So, cool, 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 cool. Until next time. Yeah, all right. As usual, like us, love us on the gram. Cranky has posted a shit ton of stuff. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. If you're listening and like what you're hearing, please leave a five-star review. Maybe even leave a comment. Say, hey, if you have any people that you think would be great to have on the podcast, leave us a DM on Instagram or even on comments on apple podcasts what else cranky is on the gram as well cranky underscore mcstumbles and we'll catch you all next time ciao adios